We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blue Wire. The Chicago Bulls select Kobe White. Levine with the runway. Welcome to Cash Considerations, a Chicago Bulls podcast. We're part of the Blue Wire Network. I'm Ricky O'Donnell. As always, I'm here with Jason Pat. We're talking about a Bulls win, 114-102 over the Toronto Raptors to keep their slim playoff hopes alive. The Bulls are just hanging on by a thread right now, Jason. They got two games left. They are playing the Nets and the Bucks. Uh, the Bulls need to go 2-0 and in those games. Meanwhile, the Wizards have to go 0-2. They're playing Cleveland tomorrow night, and then they're playing the Hornets. So the Bulls' playoff odds, uh, I think I saw a number earlier today. Wasn't it like under 5%? Uh, it might even be lower than that. Maybe since they won tonight, it went up a little bit. I feel like I saw Cody Westland say it was like 1% <laughs> right now, but I don't, I'm not totally sure where he looks. <laughs> but Bulls win, so they did keep their slim playoff hopes alive. Uh, we thought that this podcast would possibly be like RIP their season for all intents and purposes, but the Bulls come out tonight and they play a pretty good game. Uh, one of the better games of Lowry Markkinen's season. He finishes with 20 points. He was on fire from three, man. Six of nine shooting from three. He only made one two-point field goal, but I guess it was good to see Lowry in uh, what I expect to be his final days with the franchise have a good game. Zach also looked good. Zach has looked great the last few games. Uh, he had 24 tonight on eight of 15 shooting. Kobe White had the play of the game, the big dunk that you're going to see on all the highlight packages. He finishes with the double-double, 17 points, 10 assists, 5 rebounds. Uh, And Vucevic had 16 and 16. So I guess, you know, the Bulls are, they're still in the mix, technically. Uh, In my opinion, Jason, this is going to end tomorrow night because I do not expect the Wizards to lose to the Cavs, especially a Cavs team that has plenty of incentive to lose through their lottery odds. Uh, but, you know, I guess in a game tonight where the Wizards were resting or didn't have many of their key players, uh, the Bulls were at least able to come out with a win. 
Yeah, I mean, the Raptors literally, I think, had like their top seven or eight sitting. So basically, I mean, they were playing a G League squad. Uh, I did, I didn't, all right, I bet the Bulls to cover this game. I was tweeting about this. I, I'm sure people noticed that I, the, the Bulls were a 10 and a half point favorite. Very confident in the Bulls covering the spread. So when it got close there, I think the, the Raptors got within nine because Stanley Johnson was going apeshit in the four. This all game, I think he had like a career high, like 35. I don't know if it was a career high. It'd be like 35 points. What Raptors got within nine at one point in the fourth quarter. You mentioned Lowry. Lowry hit a three to put it back up to 12. And then for like three minutes there, like neither team was able to score. And, and there was a 12-point game. And I was freaking out because, again, I had Bulls minus 10 and a half. Uh, really dying there. And they win by 12. So they covered. I Like I said, I, I was fully expecting them to win the night. The Bulls really should have should have their season should have been over last night. Uh, the the Wizards completely choked away a game against the Hawks uh, down the stretch. They were up 13 in the fourth quarter. They were up several. They were up late in the game as well. They they had the ball up two with like 30 to 40 seconds left, and then Clint Capella blocked Russell Westbrook, and multiple Wizards fell down. And John Collins had a game winning three, and the Wizard the Wizards went like nine or ten straight possessions without a basket, completely falling apart. Scott Brooks didn't play Daniel Gafford. Ironically, like Daniel Gafford's been crushing it for the Washington Wizards. And uh, I know Wizards fans are just super pissed that Daniel Gafford wasn't playing crunch time minutes and Alex Len was. Uh, so, yeah, I, I thought the Wizards were going to win that game last night. They, they blew it. They gave the Bulls another chance tonight. I expected the Bulls to win tonight. It would definitely be very surprising if the, if the uh, Wizards do lose to the Cavs tomorrow. They're back at home in Washington. Uh, I did see that I think Darius Garland is now questionable. Garland has been out with an ankle injury. The Cavs did just beat the Celtics, who are like tanking in their own right. Uh, I know the Celtics didn't have a bunch of guys uh, when they did play. They didn't have Tatum, but obviously Brown's out for the year. I think they didn't have Kemba or Marcus Smart. So basically just a, tr- a trash game. Kevin Love actually had like his one good game of the year, and I think Sexton Root as well. As well. So, But, like, yeah, I mean, the Wizards will be focused. They won't have Beal still to think that they win this game tomorrow and the Bulls season like if not crazier things have happened the Bulls like you said they play the Nets at what is it noon I think on Saturday yeah uh so I believe the Nets will probably be trying in that game they did just get James Harden back he looked great against the Spurs the other night uh they have they'll have a couple days off they are still fighting for the two seed and the Bucks won tonight so I think the Bucks right now are like a half game back of the Nets and I mean, obviously with the Nets, when it comes down to it, the health is the biggest factor for them. But I mean, I think they would still like to get that two seed. Okay, so the, the Nets are one game ahead of the Bucks, And I think they both have back-to-back. So I think that being an early Saturday game, I do think the Nets will probably be trying to win. I would guess Harden plays in that game, uh, given they have a couple days off. We'll see about Kyrie. Kyrie obviously took that elbow in the Bulls game from Nikola Vucevic, did not play against the Spurs the other night. But I kind of think they they probably want to get at least some time with their three stars together. They've only played seven games. So I do kind of think the, the Nets are going to go for that, try to win that game, uh, at least to start it. Uh, so if the, if the Bulls do or if the Wizards do lose to the Cavs somehow, I then would not be, expect the Bulls to beat the Nets that day. If they somehow do that... The Wizards then play the Hornets, who are also who are sucking really bad. So that's another game where I would think the Wizards would win. I wonder if Beal would come back in a, basically like a win or like a do-or-die scenario uh, with this hamstring issue he's got, maybe. And then again, the Bulls play, I think it's 7 or 8 at night against the Bucks. Uh, if that game still matters, we'll see if the Bucks try in that game. I guess if the Bucks do beat the Nets, then the Bucks would probably, or if the Bulls do beat the Nets, I guess the Bulls would then try to beat 
uh, are the Bucks would be trying to beat the Bulls. So if the Bucks don't rest, guys, that again will be a very tough game. That's why, as Patrick here in the comments noted, it's like a one, like under one percent chance, zero point three percent chance, because the odds of the Bulls beating the Nets and Bucks, assuming they're not resting, guys, and then, and then the Wizards losing to two bad teams uh, in the Cavs and Hornets at home, is not very high. I guess we've seen crazier things. Uh, at, I guess at least the Bulls didn't lose to the Raptors tonight at G League Raptors team. Like, that would have been just a depressing way to end the season. Uh, I know the Raptors clinched, like, the seventh spot in the lottery. We didn't we didn't give a shit about that stuff anyways at this point. Uh, so at least the Bulls didn't go out super sad tonight. Yeah, I've been seeing some people on Raptors Twitter being like, oh, it's nice that uh, Raptors fans are getting into the draft. Well... We told ourselves that lies so many times, Jason. And, you know, at this point in the season, I'm just not super worried about the Bulls losing the eighth pick in the draft. Like, we've talked about this, obviously, on every episode, but uh, maybe it's because they whiffed on Lowry Markinen, Wendell Carter, and Kobe looked pretty good this game. Uh, we've discussed Kobe at length. I like the discussion you had with Kevin and with Stefan uh, on the pod on Tuesday, talking about Kobe and maybe his place in the franchise long term. Uh, but certainly, you know, the idea of Kobe White as the point guard of the future isn't isn't going to bear fruit. Uh, another decent game for Kobe tonight. But, you know, I'm fine with the trade still for Vucevic. The one part of the trade that I wish wasn't like didn't have to happen is the Aminu inclusion, because Aminu is just giving the Bulls absolutely nothing. Uh, and he's still on the books for $10 million next year. I think that that is a pretty huge bummer for a team that clearly still has a lot of work to do and is trying to make a big splash in free agency. One new addition from the Bulls we did see make a decent impact tonight was Javante Green, who's been in the rotation a little bit recently. He had 10 points. Taking Denzel's in spot, basically. Yeah, he had 10 points in 13 minutes. <laughs> Uh, he hit a couple threes. You know, the one thing that jumps out about Javante Green is that this Bulls team does not really have any athleticism on the entire team outside of Levine. Like, Kobe had the awesome dunk today, but Kobe is a below-the-rim player. He's a perimeter player all the way. Uh, Vucevic can't jump to save his life. No, he cannot. Pat Will's got some springs for sure, but he's not exactly the quickest guy. Fat is in year 14. So you can't expect too much out of him. Then you're looking at the other guys who played tonight. Markin, Temple, Sadoransky. None of those guys are even average NBA athletes. Maybe Temple still is, but he's older than me, I think. Uh, so it's just nice to have one guy with bounce on the team in Javante Green. And I feel like, you know, just like the NBC Sports Chicago crew is really hyping up Javante Green. Man. <laughs> and I think Darnell wrote something about him, too. Recently. He did. Yeah. Uh, I don't see Javante Green as a likely long-term fit on this roster, but the Bulls should try to target people with some athleticism because it is nice to have one clearly above-average NBA athlete on the roster. Yeah, I mean, if you want to bring him back for like the minimum next year, sure. I mean, you, he'll better use of the contract spot than like fucking Felicio and like Archie Giacomo at least. Like, yeah, I mean, having I mean, he's basically kind of like the new Shaq Harrison. Uh, and like obviously like I, I like Shaq Harrison. It's it's nice to have that like athlete, that that uh athleticism, like you said, athleticism guy that tries hard off the bench. If he's like your thirteenth or fourteenth man, like he's not a guy that like if any like I know people like you said hyping like some 
people have been hyping him up. Like, I mean, he didn't play much in Boston. He wasn't very good in Boston, but like he gave like occasional minute, like decent minutes. So like, whatever, fine. Like if he's, if the Bulls want to bring him back to be an end of the bench guy. And if you need to use him as a spark, like totally fine. I'll, I'm absolutely like down for that. But like, definitely should not have any expectations of Javante Green, like being like a legitimate rotation guy next year. I mean, if anything, I mean, Troy Brown should be over him in the rotation probably. Uh, and yeah, yeah, that's I guess basically my thought on Shavante Green. But yeah, nice game tonight. Like I said, I'm not really not taking anything from tonight's game. Uh, I mean, again, yeah, you said Lowry had a nice game, basically just shooting threes, like good for him. Kobe had a double double, did have ten assists, good for him there. I mean, but they were playing a G League roster. Like I, I, I was disappointed they didn't win this game by more. They were, I know they were up like 24, or 25 at one point, but and it got a little close at the end. But don't take much from games like this when the Raptors have seven guys and like literally like their top seven or eight. Did he, Gary Trent didn't even play either. Yeah. Gary Trent and Boucher were available. Like the two guys who might've been like good. I know Stanley Johnson had a huge game, but like they didn't even play. It was literally like the bottom half of the Raptors roster playing in this game. So I'm not taking basically much of anything. Nice to see Javante Green at least get minutes and play well over Denzel. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, looking at a comment here from uh, from Patrick again. Team lost their all-star guard film shed. Struggled mightily lost their all-star center for a few games. Is it wrong to say somewhat Say somewhat impressed they're not eliminated yet, or is it the underperformance injury issues of the Wizards that the only reason it's not 100% impossible? Uh, I mean, I can't say I'm like impressed by the Bulls not being eliminated. They're still 30 and 40. They did have a few like decent wins in there that I probably didn't expect. Like, I don't think I didn't expect them to win that second Heat game. Like, that they finished that game nice. I didn't expect them to beat the Celtics twice. Uh, like, the, the, the game they won on the road in Boston, I know Tatum was a joke, it was terrible. Uh, but the Bulls are down double digits that game. They could easily rolled over in that game. They came back. So they've had a couple decent wins. Like, th- I mean, this time of the year is just going to be just so weird with guys missing time, especially this season. Uh, all, teams all over the place are missing key players. Like, I mean, the Wizards, they just lost Bradley Beal at an in, uh, inopportune time. If Bradley Beal doesn't go down, they probably win one of these games, and the Bulls are probably eliminated by now. Uh, so, like, like I said, I don't want to say, like, I'm super impressed by what the Bulls have done, that they still are alive for these last couple games. I will say that it's at least nice that they are and like that they didn't go out super sad and that there's at least something to pay attention to on the last weekend of the season. I mean, we haven't had that in uh, since the Bulls went to the playoffs with Jimmy Butler. So uh, it is at least kind of nice to always be like not totally, totally tuned out of this team. And then we've actually done like multiple podcasts this week because it's like, hey, the Bulls are kind of still alive, even if the chances are super slim. But like, it's nice to talk about the team and actually talk about games 
in this final week of the season. Hey, so shout out to the playing tournament because without the yeah, playing yeah, tournament. Yeah, true. True. That, it is the playing tournament basically doing that because they would be eliminated if the, uh, it was just the top eight. But whatever, I'll take it. Do you think the Bulls swing the trade for Vucevic without the playing tournament? I kind of think they still do. I'm going to say they weren't they weren't that far back of eight, I feel like, at that point. I mean, I think they expected probably to just be much better here in the second half of the season, that they could have gotten the, like the eighth. I mean, we were talking like, oh, like maybe they could get the seven or six, because they were definitely not that far back uh, of like those spots. Because, I mean, we obviously, like some of these teams, like the Knicks, the Hawks, the Heat, they've really caught fire here down the stretch of the season. So, like, they've kind of separated themselves a bit. But, like, again, when that trade happened, the Bulls, I think, were, what, four or five games under. The teams that were, like, fifth, sixth, seventh, I think were, like, right around 500. So, like, I feel like they probably thought, hey, we can make this move and maybe get get high, go on a run, and maybe get up to five or six. Uh, and then we'll obviously have Vooch for next year. So I, I do kind of think that they, that they thought that they could even get in the regular playoffs with uh, with the trade. It's you know it's just really a thought exercise. I've also been thinking yeah. what they would have had to give up for Vooch if they swung this trade in the off season. Obviously, this year they got really unlucky with both Levine's ankle injury and then the Levine COVID absence. But uh, I do think there's a way to spin this with some silver linings into next season, and yeah. we're gonna have plenty of episodes to talk about that. But. Uh, you know, it does feel like they're, the Bulls do have a few things going for them. Mostly that Zach is awesome. Vooch has been solid as hell since they got him. I mean, you really can't ask for much more than what he's given them. Uh, you know, I listened to the conversation uh, for the Tuesday episode with Stefan and Kevin, and they were talking about how Pat you know, hasn't been used in the right way. And they're basically just throwing him to the wolves, having him defend the best players in the league. And he's just getting schooled by those guys again and again. So I, I do agree with that. But my only counter to that is like in the same thing with like Kobe playing point guard is like, I do think the best way to learn is to just have that experience. And, you know, maybe Pat, Pat will like have, you know, he'll, that experience will help him going into next season, just going against the best guys in the world. Uh, of course, he wasn't successful in that role. And, you know, it would be impossible to expect him to be successful in that role, even in his second season when he's going to be 20 years old. But you got to think just like seeing those scenarios in front of you teaches you some tricks of the trade. Maybe the same thing with Kobe as a ball handler and as, as a facilitator. I don't think that Kobe should ever be put in the position to be the point guard for this franchise moving forward at least for the next like couple seasons if he's going to be around because he's proven that he's like far away from being able to handle that role successfully but i also think that like seeing the patterns on the floor again and again uh might help him in his long-term development so this is me trying to be optimistic <laughs> the season where the bulls couldn't even be the 10th best team in the eastern conference where they don't even have a draft pick to show for it and it's okay I'm not freaking out about it. I think there are some positives to taking the next season. And, man, hopefully uh, Karnaschovas can do what he did at the trade deadline and flip over the other half of this roster. Yeah, I saw like, I saw our guy Mark kind of addressing those points as well, as well tonight, just like just now, like about 20, 30 minutes ago on Twitter, talking about Kobe specifically, uh, just about his usage and role and like how he didn't love how how Donovan basically just rolled with like the all young starting lineup. I do, I do kind of understand that. And again, we did kind of talk about that on Tuesday as well, that they did go with like the all young starting lineup. Like 
I was surprised that Bill Donovan went with Patrick Williams over Otto Porter. I know Otto Porter is basically useless at this point, uh, but like I was still, still kind of surprised that he that he stuck with that with that that he went with that lineup to start with, and then stuck with it for so long. Uh, I mean, what? And I know Mark was bringing up the Chris Paul thing, and we've talked about Chris Paul as well. Like, or I mean, you mentioned Vucevic. Like, if they would have tried to make pulling that trade in the offseason, like. Would how much better would they have been? Like, would would Kobe would that have helped Kobe's develop, development? I mean, probably. Uh, I mean, maybe they should have been a bit more aggressive because obviously the whole thing coming in this year was it's an evaluation season. Like, AK is going to be very deliberate before he makes any big decisions. Uh, I mean, I think you can argue that maybe they should have done more in, in the off season to make changes and, and just kind of standing pat for half a season wasn't the right way to go. I don't know. We'll see. Like I said, I in terms of like the optimism, I did say here like in the chat, and I've said like I mean. I even said last pod that I think the Bulls, a reasonable expectation for them is like mid forties and wins next season. Even if they they don't do anything like huge in the off season, like that is a pretty big jump. But like if these two guys stay healthy, you got two all-star players. I know they're not like high level all-stars, but like Zach's taking a leap. Vooch is solid. You add at least a few decent pieces in there and you get some other development from Pat, from Kobe, if he's still around, like, I mean, I don't think it's crazy for the Bulls to become, become a mid forties, maybe high forties if things go right. Uh, I mean, we've seen the Knicks take it. I mentioned the Knicks last time. Like the Knicks have taken this huge leap. The Hawks have taken a huge leap this season with some development there and with some key veterans in there as well. It's, I mean, they're the four seed right now. The Knicks are the, the six seed. So, like, I think those are the kind of expectations that we should have next season, especially if they do make some nice moves. So, I guess we'll see. <laughs> For sure. But we're going to have plenty of time to talk about next season for the rest of the summer. For now, yeah. Jace, Bulls truly down to their last bullet. Uh, and even that doesn't show their desperation. Like they probably got no chance. The season is probably ending, <laughs> but they beat the nine oh five Raptors tonight. So <laughs> they, they did. Uh, let's let's wrap up here. Just we have a question from Jafar about Levine. I did want to bring up some Levine stuff before we finish up, just because there were some reports out there today. Uh, Jafar's question is just: What are the chances Levine potentially walks next offseason if the Bulls don't make the playoffs? Um, I guess it, some of that depends on if the, if they try to sign him to extension this offseason. That was kind of the stuff that there's some stuff out there. Uh, this was from Cowley, I know. Whatever you think of Joe Cowley, like he was talking about how, oh, Levine might be willing to take a slight discount. I'm not even sure if he was referring to like this offseason. Again, they, the, bull, the most the Bulls can offer like a normal extension is like four years, like $105 million. He's not taking that, obviously. They can use cap space to do like, an ex, re, like a renegotiate an extension where you can get up to like $30 million a year. I mean, maybe that like if that's what he's referring to, like would he would he do that this year uh, and like maybe go for, again, like $30 million? Maybe it's not like a max. It wouldn't be the full max, but maybe he'd be willing to do that and, and just get that security. I would be surprised by that. I think Zach should fucking wait and just like go for the full max next off season. I would not, I do not expect him to take a discount. I do not think he necessarily should. Uh, he's been playing on a bargain deal right now. Uh, so if he should go for that full max, I guess I don't even know if the bulls would be willing to give it to him. I do think, I do think the bulls like him. It seems like with this Vucevic trade, they're kind of going in on Zach's on Zach's prime. Um, so I'd be surprised by that discount thing. If that actually ended up being true, like I would expect him to wait. I don't think he'll get an extension this all. I don't think he'll agree to one because I think he should go for that next. I feel like he should wait, and I think he kind of will maybe see like what's what's going on like next next season. I, I know he loves playing in Chicago. He probably loves like being the man here. Uh, but like if they again, they're probably not going to make the play in here next season. If they somehow did fall short and like they'd really disappointed again, like 
why would he stay other than the fact that the Bulls can offer a ton in a big market and he can be the guy in the big market? But the dude's never – like he's going in an under-shooting free agency uh, on a Bulls team where he's what – he'd be 0 for 5 at that point in terms of playoff guards, 0 for 8 in his career. Like would you blame him at all if he did walk? Dude, I hated that report from Kali today about him taking a discount. That just, like, made my blood curdle. Because now if he doesn't take it, it's going to be like, oh, Zach only cares about the money, about the team. Fuck that, dude. Zach has been the only guy worth a damn on this team since he arrived. Absolutely not should he take a discount. He already suffered one major injury. Uh, To be honest, he already has generational wealth just from that $80 million deal. (laughs) But... No, cash in again. I think that he has absolutely earned a big payday. I do not think Zach Levine should give the Bulls a discount. I agree. Uh, <laughs> and basically, the only way he's going to give the Bulls a discount is if he resigns this summer. So, no, don't do it, Zach. <laughs> Get every penny that you are worth. And I do want to see Zach stick around. I know you said, you know, I'm sure he loves Chicago. I'm sure he loves being the man. He probably hates losing, though. Yes. I mean, we hear it every year. (laughs) And he's the only one who takes accountability. You know, like, for the entire start of his career, like, Garpax never took accountability for building a shitty team. Boylan never took accountability for being a terrible head coach. But Zach would show up, and he'd be like, hey, it's on me. I'm the best player. We stink. Blame me. So he's the only one who's shown any leadership qualities. So, uh, you know, if he does get another opportunity elsewhere, I think it is possible he could take it. Honestly, though, I don't expect the Bulls to lose Zach Levine. And I don't expect Zach Levine to give the Bulls a discount. And I don't think Zach Levine should give the Bulls a discount. He should get his worth. And that means getting every single dollar you can. I absolutely agree. Go get that money, Zach. Uh, there was the other thing that I, I saw about like Bradley Beal as well, about like the Bulls possibly keeping an eye at him. Uh, I don't want to go too long in this, obviously at all, but like I, I mean, it's something we've talked about. We talked. Like, I know the trade stuff has died down with Bradley Beal uh, because obviously the Wizards have make, made this run. Westbrook's been great, uh, but I mean, I think it does make sense. Like if the Bulls can't get like a legitimate point guard upgrade, like you can do worse than. I think this would more be a 2022 free agency thing. You could do a lot worse than trying to go get Bradley Beal and have Beal, Zach, and Vucevic. I know not maybe not defense, but like it'd be a fun as hell team. It'd score a lot. Maybe not a championship like level team, just because I don't think the defense would be good enough unless like Pat turns into a monster and you get like another it, real but, stud guy there. But like it'd be fun as hell. That would be as soon as I saw that report. That team would be really fun. That would be the worst defensive team in NBA history. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it'd be that bad, but it would definitely not be good. Again, you you bank on Pat becoming just a total stud defensively, and you would need like a, just a total stud, uh, like three and D wing around. Those but get uh, worse yeah. as they get older defensively too. Like Beal is as bad defensively as people think Levine is. You know, and yeah, I mean the Wizards' Vooch, defensive has been awful this year. Vooch is he's probably better than people think he is, but it's like. Yeah. How is he going to be two years from now? You know? Like, he's Pro- not yeah, probably not great. I mean, again, this is just probably a long shot again. But, like, if the Bulls wanted to do that, I would – I mean, like I said, this would be more just, like, entertainment. I think they'd be a fun – they'd win a lot of games just 
they'd be so talented offensively. Probably not championship level because, like you said, the defense would just be – it would be hard to put hey, together a championship-level defense. But With that being said, I have to say I'm still in favor of the Bulls getting Bradley Beal. Like, yeah, why not? Absolutely. The dude's an all-star. Yeah. Star here. So yeah. get Bradley Beal. That'd be fun. It would be fun. All right, that's that. We'll wrap it up here. Like I said, not 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 really much to say about tonight's game. It was a game they should have won by a lot. They basically controlled the whole thing. And now we just go into this final weekend of the regular season. Uh, again, the Bulls still do need a miracle. Uh, to recap it one more time, the Wizards play at home against the Cavs on Friday night. Very good chance the Bulls' season basically ends with a uh, uh, tomorrow night. I would guess the Wizards do win. But if not, if the Wizards lose, the Bulls play the Nets Saturday, 12 p.m., I believe, Chicago time, uh, against a Nets team that will probably be trying. That will be a very tough game, obviously. The Bulls just lost to a Nets team that didn't have Harden, and they had, didn't have Kyrie for like half, and the Bulls still lost. Uh, in Bro- That game is in Brooklyn. And if it somehow gets to Sunday where the Bulls still have a chance, they got home against the Bucks. Warriors have home against the Charlotte Hornets, which, again, that'd be, the odds are against them that, that day, too, as well. But... Maybe something absolutely crazy will happen. The Bulls can get in this play-in tournament. Uh, if they don't, it is what it is. Obviously, I think we're kind of resigned to it at this point. It would be kind of hilarious if they did somehow get in. because I think they'd have a decent chance. Uh, if it was them, they'd play, what, the Pacers? Uh, they can obviously beat the Pacers or banged up. They could beat them. And it'd be like them and, like, the Hornets or Celtics, maybe. I think Celtics and Pacers are pretty – or Hornets and Celtics are pretty – or I can't speak. Hornets and Pacers, I think, are close as well. But like those other teams in that playing tournament are absolutely, absolutely like garbage. And the Bulls have kind of handled all of them, and they're all like hurt, they're all banged up, like they all kind of suck. Like maybe the Hornets would get like Hayward back, uh, and if they're the Hornets, a healthier Hornets team would be a lot better. But um, uh, yeah, so we'll see. Again, final weekend, uh, we'll see how it goes. If uh, if the Bulls are still alive on Saturday. I know, Ricky, I think you're going to be out. You'll be busy. I might do something myself. We'll see. Uh, especially, I guess, if they win Saturday. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But uh, that'll be a, that'll be all for us here at Cash Considerations at Chicago Bulls Podcast. As always, th- uh, shout out to the Blue Wire Network. Thank you to the, the couple guys in here that did have uh, comments for us. Always good to answer you guys' comments. Um, uh, please rate and review us wherever you listen to your podcast. Give us those five-star ratings. We're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, all those good places. Uh, you know where to find us on Twitter. I'm at Bulls underscore J. Ricky is at SBN underscore Ricky. So for Jason and Ricky and the Cash Considerations Podcast, we'll talk to you guys next time, and we'll see if the Bulls can make the miracle.